Welcome back to After Battle. It's me, Daniel Levy, your host. We're going to be talking to Albert the Warrior Morales, longtime friend of the show, and he's coming off his very first UFC victory. So you know we had to catch up with him and, of course, get a couple fight predictions. And then we're joined by Desmond Green. He's making his UFC debut at UFC 210. And, uh, man, it's been a long time coming. I mean, all the hardcore fans know Desmond Green, and now with a 19-5 and record, he's making his UFC debut. And last but not least... J.B. Hopkins, the number one knockout artist in all of Georgia. This guy has that one-hitter-quitter, and he's going to be making noise at 155 pounds in MMA now. He's switching from tie to MMA, and uh, when he hits dudes on the chin with the four-ounce gloves, they're going to go down, I'll tell you that much. First up, Albert the Warrior Morales. Here we go. Joining me now is Albert the Warrior Morales. Albert, welcome back to After Battle, man. Hey, man, it's good to be back. Feels like home now. Dude, and now you're you're here to stay in the UFC, man. You got your first win officially. I mean, look, we all thought you beat Alejandro, but now it's official. No one can deny it. Not only tell me how that feels, but tell me how that feels considering everything that you've been through in your life to get to this point now, man. Oh, man, it feels amazing, dude. It's just, um, man, it, it, it's almost unreal, man. Like, if, if you guys watched the, the post-fight interview with me and Joe Rogan, man. It was kind of crazy. Um to be able to even just get get interviewed by him because we don't know how long Joe Rogan's going to be here in the first place, man. You know, there's so many big changes. You know, the last couple of times it was Brian Stan, I think. So, I don't know, man. It's just like a dream come true. It's it's about damn time, man. I've been grinding for a, for a long time to get this, you know. I've, I've, it's The crazy thing is, man, I felt everything in the UFC so far. I fought a win, a loss, and even a draw, man. So, there's no, I felt them all. I know which one I like the most. So, let's just keep it on that side. <laughs> This fight, I mean, it was just like your first two fights. It was another fight of the night type fight. And going into the third round, man, it was one-to-one. -one, and you had to make a decision right then and there that, look, man, I'm going to go out and win this fight. Tell me about uh, what was going through your mind the moments leading into the third round. Man, I just, um, you know, sat back in my corner and, and, I, and I was just kind of frustrated at the... I've been working a lot with Coach Kenny Johnson. Um, I, I, I just recently moved back to uh, Black House. So I've been working my wrestling a lot. And um, I've been I've been working a specific takedown, and it was from the cage. And in the second round, I went for it, and I, I didn't get I didn't get it in the first go. And then I just tried to muscle it because I knew I can do it. He ended up falling on top, and so that's the biggest thing of of the whole second round. And in the corner, I was just like, man, I can't believe you did that. It wasn't that you missed the technique; it's just that you just you got so hungry, and that's something that you've been working on is just to stay composed. And so I was kind of pissed off at myself there, but then I told myself, yo, you're down one. So you got to win this round. My coaches told me straight up, you got to win this round. So that was it, man. I just, uh, I just had to wait for an opportunity to get something. If I knocked him out, I knocked him out, or uh, like I landed on the back. So I was just, I just, I knew I needed to get that win and um, stay on top. Once you got your arm raised and you know you knew the judges scored it for you, what was that like, dude? Crazy, crazy. There's, there's really no way to explain it, man. Um, you know, at the same time, you 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 want to say, or for for example, like I want to say, you know, I expect that I expect to win all the time. But you know, I've been through so much crap this past, you know, this UFC run that it just feels like like I'm on top of the world, man. And then the fans were they made it even better, man. I just it's crazy, bro. It's it's just I don't know how to explain it. There's no way to explain it, man. It's just it's just the best thing in the world, bro. Yeah, man, super happy for you, dude. And let me ask you this, man: is uh, is Albert Morales capable of having a boring fight? <laughs> no, man. There's no way I could have a boring fight. 
Um, I, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, this is the first thing I tell people is that I'm an entertainer. I'm sure I want the belt. I will get the belt, but, um, I'm here for the fans. You know, they're the guys that's who we're fighting for at the end of the day, man. Um, if it's not exciting, they're not going to show up. They're not going to pay to see the fight. So I, I, I pride myself in being an action packed fighter. I'm always going to start off standing. If it goes to the ground, it goes to the ground. There's, there's always going to be some type of blood, man, where, you know, whether it's mine or his. And that's it, man. I just pride myself on being an action-packed fighter. What's next for you, man? I know, obviously, you'll fight anyone, anytime, place. But if it were up to you, what would be next? <sighs> up to me, man? Give me a full camp with Thomas Almeida. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the whole thing that I'm, I'm preparing for. But like you said, it's anytime, place, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take anybody in the top ten. I'll take Adjaman Sterling. Uh, Brian Scaraway, I know that's not his real name. Um, you know, I'll fight all of them, dude. Um, anybody, dude, anybody in the top ten. Hani Yaya, you know, I got the, you know, I got a bunch of guys that are managed by by Jason House, and that's my manager, Team Iridium, that are one thirty five or so. Obviously, we're not going to fight till Chico uh, um, 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 and Joe Soto are out the picture. But I mean, everybody else, dude, you know, it's open season. Like I was saying earlier on the show. You're a guy that's been through a lot, and you turn things around, and now, obviously, you're in the UFC, you're here to stay, but for other people that are in similar situations now that you were in back then, what would you tell them, you know, about sticking things through and being like, look, you can turn things around, and you can do something great with your life? Yeah, um, you know, the biggest thing is just, you you can't listen to what people are saying, and it, and it could even be the closest people to you, like your mom, dad, brother, sister, even girlfriend, man. If you believe that you can do something, you can do it. And, you know, if you look at my story, I'm, uh, I'm proof of it. And so, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the worst situation ever. There's, there's guys that have way worse situations that have made it through. But I'm just saying, as long as you believe in yourself and you do anything and everything that you can do to get better at what you're trying to do every single day, you know, there's going to be days where you're going to slip up, but as long as you beat that day, just every day you try to be better, at least 1%, 1% better every single day, then you'll reach your goal. It might not happen overnight. It might not happen, you know, in four years like it did mine, but it's going to happen if you keep pushing it. Also, like we were saying, you know, it's not like it happened overnight with you, man. I mean, you had to go through your bumps in the road as well. And uh, when it finally did happen for you, I mean, that must have been so sweet, dude. Yeah, definitely, man. Like I said, I felt... Man, I felt everything I need to feel in freaking in, in on the big stage. It, it's kind of weird, man. Coming into this fight, even on a one week's notice, I felt like I like. Well, yeah, I've been here. It's only it's been two fights. That was my third fight, but I really felt like, like you know, the I call them the boys and girls in blue. They're the the workers at the UFC. They know they all knew my face, you know, just just because of my positive vibes. They all know and love me, you know. Going into um you know, uh, the fitting room, everybody knows me, hooks me up with nice, cool gear, you know. I remember the first time it was just like they, they had no idea who I was, so they kind of gave me the, the bottom of the barrel, but this time they hooked me up, and everybody was like, hey, Albert, and and, and just, just you know, weigh-ins, everything. I knew I knew the snacks that were going to be on the table. I knew how, you know, I felt everything before, and, and it, it just felt like I belonged there. It was just, it's just awesome, and I just can't, now, now that I've, now that I feel like I'm, I'm here and I'm here to stay, I really, truly believe I'm here to stay. And I, and I feel the fans know that too, man. Um, it's just crazy, man. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what the future holds. Man, it must be awesome to, to feel at home for your job. And, you know, a lot of dudes complain, but 
in my opinion, Albert, it's it's all about your attitude, man. Yeah, definitely, man. And and, and I and I see it, and I see the opposite side too, because I see guys that are dicks to the dicks to the guys in girls and blues, you know. But if it wasn't for them, the the, the ship would be sinking, man. Like you know, you see it, man. Everybody, well, don't get me wrong. Like I'm new, so I don't know what it used to be like or anything like that. So I can't really say anything about that. But from what I understand, from what I see, compared to any other promotion, man. They, they're they're a machine, dude. They 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 make sure all the the only thing we need to focus on fight week is it, well, if you're on the main card, is a, is some media obligations and your weight cut, you know, and that's it, and and winning the fight, and that's all that you have to worry about. The media thing, people say it's a pain in the ass, man. Unless you're Conor McGregor, I don't think it's really that big of a deal, man. I remember coming up, you know, like even even a couple years ago, I hit. For someone to interview me was was like the biggest thing in the world for me because now I feel like I'm somebody. So it's just part of the job, man. And, and if you if you look at it in a negative way and complain about it, then shit. Then you're gonna, of course, you're gonna hate it. But you gotta take it take it for what it is and just embrace the moment, man. Because shit, if you if you weren't fighting, you'd be at home wishing you were getting interviewed. Yeah, man. Now, dude, going into that third round in your last fight, man, was that due to your? Your heart or your experience or both? I think yeah, I think it had to do with my heart, definitely experience. But uh, it was more, it was more definitely more more of my heart, man. Uh, I was tired, dude. I was tired. That one week notice fight, man. That that shit <laughs> that shit wasn't cool, you know. But but I, I need I needed it. Um, I know Andre was he was he was in camp. He was preparing for a title fight, a title defense fight. So he was a little bit more prepared than I was. Um, not gonna say he was prepared for my style or anything like that, but I mean he was in a little bit better shape. I'm pretty sure I was in shape, but I wasn't in fight shape. I wasn't geared to fight. I was, I wanted to fight, but you know it's kind of hard to be motivated and trained as if you have a fight when you don't really have a fight. Um, so so yeah, definitely, man. It had to do with like just I I really had to dig deep, man. I know when I had that back, I was just like, fuck you, I am not letting go of this shit, <laughs> and that was it, man. Yeah, and dude, credit to Andre, man, because he's super tough. And I know probably the week before the fight when you were watching the film on him, I know you saw that flying knee knockout he had on the regional scene, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's, that's something we, uh, I, you know, um, I, I, I picked up right away, man. The guy the guy likes to throw knees, even off the cage, flying knees. So I knew that was coming, so I kind of avoided. And it's, always, it's usually that right knee. So, you know, I was avoiding that right knee majority of the time. He threw it a couple times. Uh, one time, I think he actually kind of grazed me, but uh, that's something that I, I, I picked up mentally my, myself. My coach didn't really even have to tell me about that because I just, I just picked it up because I knew that was something that he was going to use. And that's another cool thing, man, just being three fights into the UFC, I'm starting to like evolve in a rapid pace where I'm starting to, to see things as I'm even fighting. So, it's, it, I don't know, man. Just, I'm, just, I'm just really excited to be where I'm at. When you say that you're starting to see things while you're fighting, do you mean that you're starting to, you know, see things that you thought you'd see based on the film, or are you talking about just in the moment? Um, yeah, like, I guess seeing what I saw on film, but, like, in the moment. And not thinking so much, more than, like, like it's like, because if you think you're, you're a second too late. So it's more like, my, it's like, it's like a weird kind of, I'm seeing it, like I can see it, read it, analyze it, um, uh, um, and then do whatever I have to do to, 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 to avoid it or, or, or catch or maybe I get kicked or punch something like real quick and then I can analyze what happened just now, how did I get punched, how to avoid it. 
And so I'm starting to pick that up a little bit faster, but it's not like, um, it's not like I'm thinking about it. It's just like my body's automatically doing that. And I feel that's just because my mind has kind of turned into, okay, you're in the big leagues now, so we got to step it up. And, and I kind of did it subconsciously, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, man, that's interesting. Now, dude, there, there was a moment where you threw like 10 liver shots in a row. Were you at all like, the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was in the third round. It was right before the, the, the last scramble where I took his back. Uh, we were going toe-to-toe. And um, he, he, he throws one liver shot, and I'm just like, wow, like, I'm an idiot. He threw that, and I, you know, I didn't counter anything. He didn't even set it up. It was literally like a straight liver shot. And I was like, okay, well, I've been getting, like, I, I've been practicing taking punches and delivery after the Thomas Almeida fight. So I'm like, okay. And then he hits it again with no setup. I'm like, what the, f- did this one just do that twice to me? Like, I, at this point, I'm kind of, like, mad at myself in a way. I'm like, fool me once, shame on you. Uh, what is it? Shame on you. Fool me yeah. twice, shame on me. And then he hits me again with the same thing. I'm just like, man, fuck this. And then, like, I just kind of rush him, and then we get into this little scramble and end up taking his back. But, yeah, he hit me three times with the same exact move with no setup. That was just me having, like, a complete brain fart, man. And But, but props to him to go for it. Shoot, if I'm not doing that, then he might as well go for it again. Yeah, that was a great fight, man. So, again, I'm really happy for you. But, dude, before I let you go, you know I, you know I can't let you go without a couple fight predictions, man. <laughs> All good, bro. So, Gegard Mousasi is taking on Chris Weidman in two weeks. What, what are you thinking, man? Because right now, they're favoring Mousasi. Weidman's an underdog. Weidman, the former champ, knocked out Anderson Silva back when, I mean, that was unheard of. He was 16-0 and at the time. But Weidman's been looking a little bit different lately. I don't know what it is, bro. What are you thinking for this fight? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm big on Mousasi, but I, I don't know, man. Weidman, Weidman's a beast, dude. He's a great, like... If it just goes back to what he's do, what, what he's good at, and which is like you know, grinding you out on the ground, looking for a shot, taking you down, just keep grinding you out on the ground. I think he can be a little bit too much on top for Gegard because Gegard just I, he he seems a little smaller than than Weidman to me, and I feel like Weidman would be like really kind of hard to submit on the ground. But the thing is, Gegard's just been he's just been crazy right now, man. He's getting better with age. It's kind of weird, so. Um, I, I don't count Weidman out at all, but I'm rooting for Gegard for sure. Um, I, I think I – shoot, if I were to put my money down, you said Weidman's the uh, – uh, is he a huge underdog? Yeah, he's plus 110, so slight underdog, but still it's kind of weird seeing a plus number next to Weidman's name, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's because it's cause he's, he's been having a pretty bad, you know, pretty bad run, especially getting knocked out by Yael Romero. Um, but you're also a beast, dude. You know, and and don't get me wrong, Gegard's a beast too. But we'll see. That's a that's a good fight to watch. I'm gonna go with Gegard. Yeah, I cannot wait, man. And also on the card, Daniel Cormier and Anthony Rumble Johnson. It's literally minus one ten a piece. I mean, it's uh as close as it can get. What are you thinking, dude? Because uh, the first time. DC took Rumble's uh, supposed best shot, but at the same time, I watched it again. That shot that sent him across the octagon, it wasn't to the chin, man. So I'm thinking if Rumble can connect with him clean, he could put him out. But if he doesn't, that grind, you know what I mean? That grind to DC is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, I, last time I heard, DC said he wanted to stand up with Rumble. <laughs> and if he does, he's going he's going night-night. Um, I, 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 I can't go for DC anyways, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not a, um, not a huge, huge, huge fan of DC. His wrestling is great. Um, but I don't know, man. I, 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 I hope Rumble puts him out in the first round. If not, then 
we we already know who's gonna win that fight. Well, but who, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Rumble finishing him in the first or second, hopefully. But if it gets anything past that, you know, DC's just gonna wrestle the hell out of him. Man, it would be cool to see Rumble win the belt. I mean, it's not often you he see does, a guy, yeah. it's not often you see a guy that went from 170 to 205. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, he deserves it, dude. He's been through, he's been through hell, man. Crazy weight cuts, getting kicked out the UFC, coming back to the UFC. You know, like it'd be cool to see that. It'd be cool to see that guy win. DC needs to fight John Jones. That's all I care about. Man, it'd be cool to see John Jones back in there. It's been a while. I know, man. I know. I think he's got a super fight, a jiu-jitsu super fight with somebody too. With um, I don't know if he. I think his name is um, something Gordon. Ryan Gordon. I think it is okay. his name. He's a he's a Henzo guy or um. Yeah, that guy's real good. Under That's going to be a crazy fight, man. That's going to be a cool jiu-jitsu fight. Dude, did you see uh, Shoe Face versus uh, Gary Tonin? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That was gangster, man. Gary's a beast, bro. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That was such a beast. Yeah. Shoe was crazy. He's crazy, man. Damian Maya is taking on Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. I mean, isn't that just... A hell of a fight, man. I mean, Damian Maya's a tough matchup for anyone, but Jorge Masvidal is always underrated, and I feel like he can sprawl and brawl old-school Chuck Liddell style. We'll see if it works out. It's easier said than done with a guy like Damian Maya, you know? Yeah, no, Damian, Damian Maya right now, his wrestling. See, the cool thing about Damian Maya was, you know, like usually jiu-jitsu guys, they're like, okay, uh, I'm really good at jiu-jitsu, so I'm going to go work on my striking so I can kind of, but you'll never catch up to a freaking striker. You'll never like catch up to a guy that's been doing this as long as you've been doing jujitsu. It's really not likely. So he, instead of that, like he tried that out, you know, he, you know, and then he got beat by Anderson way back and then it was, it was just kind of up and down. Then he decided, yo, I'm just going to work my wrestling. And then now look at him. He's freaking taking everybody down and just putting clinics on people. So I think now, right now, Damian Maya is ridiculous, dude. So, um, if, if, and see, and George, George kind of gets into that sprawl and brawl kind of thing. And if he gets close enough for, to Damian Maya, Damian Maya is going to take his ass down and grind him out. So I got Damian, uh, Damian on that for sure. But George has been, he's been, he's been on a, on a tear lately, especially that win over Cowboy. But I don't think it's a, it's going to be enough for Damian Maya. Dude, Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez are going to throw down. All I know is that those two are going to be swinging until one guy goes down. The question is, which guy is going to go down? Yeah, man, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Dustin's. I've I've been I've been with Dustin. I've been a fan of Dustin's. Whew. Man, he, he's such a beast, bro. Who who'd you say he's fighting again? I completely forgot. I, I had a brain fart. Eddie Alvarez. Whew. <laughs> Oof. that's such that's like well it'll be good to see you know we've seen eddie come back from a loss you know we've seen eddie come back from knockouts but we haven't seen him get come back from something like that happened with him and connor so yeah. that's definitely interesting to see how, how 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 he reacts to this and he doesn't got an easy fight man i guess it's easier than what it could have been but dustin's dustin's a killer bro and didn't dustin hurt his leg his last fight yeah, he did, man. That it was surprising. Like he was going to work on Jim Miller, and then he took a couple of kicks to the calf, and uh, he got put down with them. Yeah, I thought I thought, I thought he I thought he was saying he thought he broke his leg or something like that. So that's that's interesting too. Um, but if, if Dustin thinks he's good, I'm pretty sure he's good, man. He's not making any dumb decisions. So I got a root with. I'm going for Dustin. 
Um, I think Eddie Alves probably took took a pretty good hit to that chin, to that head. You know, yeah. took a couple good shots. Um, and I think, I think, I think, you know, I think he still belongs in the UFC. But I think, uh, I think he's hit his uh, his his time. You know what I mean? And I think Dustin still hasn't still hasn't hit his uh, hit his prime. You know, so I think Dustin's gonna get him. It'll be cool because it's both southpaw versus southpaw also. So that's another good. That's another. That's another thing that we can look into. But oh wait. Eddie Alvarez versus Connor was top over stuff too. So we'll see. That 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 fight's gonna be fighting tonight for sure though. Also on that card, they stacked that two eleven card. It's ridiculous. Frankie Edgar is taking on Yair Rodriguez. And I mean, part of me thinks that Frankie Edgar can take him down and, and do some old school Frankie Edgar, but part of me also thinks that, you know, he's already climbed up the mountain so many times. Like how many more times can he pick himself back up again? And with a guy like Yair He's evolving every single fight. I know people criticize him and say that flash doesn't work at the highest level, but I think it works if you got the fundamentals down, and the dude's been using his takedowns. He's been establishing his jab, so I feel like Yair's been making big improvements, and this could be the time where he catches a great, a legend like uh, Frankie Edgar. But we're gonna, That's why we tune in, because we don't know, but what are you thinking, bro? That's a good one, man, because um, I, I wasn't big on the hype with Yair either, but the dude puts people out and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about the BJ fight because the BJ's go, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, but, um, it, that, that wasn't really, uh, that, that wasn't really, uh, a test for him. So this will be a first real test because Frankie is a walking legend, but a legit walking legend. He still moves around. And, and the question is to see like, what's his name? Uh, uh Frankie Edgar is not going to stay put in one spot ever, 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 ever. So the flashy stuff, might not work on him, man. Yeah, you're just gonna have to like set it up and get 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 uh, Frankie tired, and I don't see that happening before yeah, you can do any flashy things. So, so that's a, that's gonna be a good one, man. But the thing is, I think Frankie's gonna be a little bit way too experienced for any of that flashy stuff. I don't think Frankie will ever sit, stay, uh, stay put for him to even set up anything flashy. Um, he does have the range on him, so if he just went, if he just went straight boxing and just kind of like just use his range, then I could see yeah, your win. And if 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 he if he does if he can process that and and kind of just slow it down and pick 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 uh, Frankie apart, then I would say yo yeah you're here to stay for sure. Like he he's he's <laughs> he's gonna get that belt one day. But it all depends on what he does that day. Um, stylistically, I give it to I give it to Frankie. Yeah, this fight's gonna tell us everything we need to know honestly about both guys, man. Because if Edgar drops it, then we know you know. That you know, maybe maybe it's time. But at the same time, if Frankie goes out there and beats a young gun like Yair, that'll tell me the dude's still hungry and wants another crack at that title. So, yeah, I, I cannot wait to see what happens. Well, Albert, thanks so much for the time as always, and the first time we speak with you with an official win from the UFC, <laughs> and I'm I'm stoked about that. I'm sure you are too. Anything you want to tell the fans before we get out of here, man? No, man. Just thank you guys for being a part of Team Warrior. Thanks for being part of half the battle, um, and thanks for being fans of the UFC, guys. We we, we go out there and and uh, put our lives on the line, literally. Um, and 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 you know that's it, dude. That's it. Go follow me on Instagram and uh, and Facebook, Twitter, Warrior One Three Five UFC. If you're into sh- uh, sneakers, video games, and fights, I'm I'm I'm, I'm your guy. Go follow me. <laughs> yes, sir. Albert, thanks again, brother. Have a great day, my man. You too, brother. Joining me now is Desmond Green. Des, welcome back to After the Battle, man. Hey, bro. How's it going? Glad to be back. 
It's going amazing. You know, every time we've spoken, the question I always had for you was, when's Desmond Green gonna finally sign with the UFC? And guess what, man? You're gonna make your UFC debut, UFC 210, against Josh Emmett. Uh, you must be pretty stoked, huh? I'm excited. It's been a long time coming. I get the fight in the home, my hometown. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's exciting. It must feel good because, you know, you have so much experience and, you know, with a lot of guys, they get to the UFC, but they're not quite ready. Do you feel like you have, you know, the proper amount of experience? Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And so, you know, my best friend, uh, you know, my growing cut and, you know, I learned all my lessons and I really feel like, you know, from here on out, it's going to be, uh, you know, damn that perfectness for me. What do you think about this guy, Josh Emmett, you're fighting? I mean, he's a tough dude. He's had a couple good wins in the UFC, but uh, now you're fighting him. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's undefeated. But I think it's a bad matchup for him. I think I think it goes. You know, I'm the bigger, stronger guy, and, you know, I really plan on going out there and imposing my will on him. I'm actually glad that he's got, like, a little buzz and a hype going up behind his head. How are things over at the Combat Club, man? You enjoying uh, that new gym? Yeah, man, everything's great. Uh, kind of been the same before, kind of with the same partners, and uh, constantly getting better. So, dude, your last fight, I mean, you go out there, you dominate the guy, and at the end of the fight, man, it, it was kind of a scary moment. Now, was this just a case of, you know, you overexerted yourself too much, and, you know, maybe you didn't train as hard, or, or was... Or was there something seriously wrong, or what was the deal, man? Because it was a scary moment. I was just dehydrated. Um, had uh, the day of the fight, I had no appetite that I had for the day, and uh, you know, I just wasn't, you know, my body wasn't wasn't responding, and you mixed with uh, not eating the right thing, the day of the fight, and hydrating. Like, I didn't have any water, no Gatorade, or nothing. I just wasn't even hungry, and uh, kind of showed in those last two minutes. But uh, you know, I made it through. Everything was good. My condition was great. Just came to a matter of hydration. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you learn you learn from it, right? For sure, dude. How how's the team looking, man? Because you got yourself, you got uh, Rumble Johnson, uh, Kamaru. How's everyone looking? Looking good, you know. Get in there and scrap. Get after it. Everybody's on point. We got two weeks left, and uh, we plan on sweeping the night through zero. Man, what what about Rumble in, in particular, man? Because I mean. He's one of these dudes, we all know the deal. It's, it's serious one-hitter-quitter, and he can knock anyone out in the world. And a guy like DC, he's tasted the power. He was one of the only dudes to get back up from it, but the question is, can he actually do that again? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I think we're all going to get the finish. Uh, you know what I mean? And hey, DC is going to be losing his belt that night. That's all I can say about that. Man, it would be cool to see Rumble win the belt. You know, the dude's been through so much, and... You know, he's such a humble guy. Considering everything he went through, I mean, he handled it like a champ, and it would be uh, the icing on the cake to see him win that UFC belt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How's it going to go down? You and Josh Emmett, your UFC debut. I know you got no problems going the three-round distance, but I've also seen you knock dudes out as well. What are you thinking, man? Uh, yeah, definitely I'm going to get the finish. Um, you know, like I said, this is uh, the best Desmond Green that's going to be out there. Everything feels on point. My stand-up is just getting better. And, uh, you know, my, uh, I feel like my striking is superior to his also. So I definitely plan on going out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going for a first-round finish, trying to get that bonus. Dude, what do you think about this? There's a chance uh, you're about to be the underdog. Uh, we, we all about to lay down some money on those odds? 
Oh, for sure, man. If you're trying to double up, you go ahead, put some money on me. I can guarantee it's going to come back. Well, Des, man, you went to the safari today, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually leaving there now. Uh, we have fun. One of my boys and his uh, ladies up from Rochester. So, uh, yeah, we went out here with the kids. How was that, man? Uh, it was dope. Um, kids got to see a bunch of animals, got to uh, play with the goats and whatnot. Good time seeing some lions, rhinos, all that good stuff. When you got the call that they were going to sign you, I mean, how amazing was that feeling, you know, considering all your hard work, all your dedication is finally paying off? Oh, uh, man, it felt great. Um, you know, it's been, like, it's been a long time coming. Since I got out of college, I thought I'd already been working towards and, uh, you know, just the fact that I was able to make it there, uh, you know, at work, came and explained it. You know, I called my mom immediately and she, like, started tearing up over the phone. It was, uh, it was a surreal moment for sure. And it's even better I get to fight at home. Buffalo, New York. I'm from Rochester, New York, which is an hour away. Well, Des, man, thanks for the time, bro. And uh, before you get out of here, you want to let the audience know where they can follow you? Yeah, uh, Instagram and Twitter is uh, uh, Predator Tune. Um, Facebook, Desmond the Predator Green. And uh, Snapchat, Random Tune. And joining me now is the number one knockout artist in Georgia. I'm talking about J.B. Hopkins. J.B., <laughs> welcome to Half the Battle, man. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, dude. So, obviously, you're coming off the walk-off KO victory the other night. And, uh, dude, what's it like when you knock someone out, you get the walk-off, and then, you know, the crowd's going crazy? I mean, what does that do for you, bro? I mean, to me, I mean, it's just, I don't want to say it's just another fight, but, I mean, I don't expect it. I, I throw the combination, and they fall. I'm kind of... I'm kind of shocked because I didn't expect them to fall. But when they fall, I'm like, okay, cool. I just walk off. So, I mean. <laughs> there you go, man. So, dude, when did you realize you had that kind of KO power? Because, you know, with a lot of guys, you know, they can they can finish guys via strikes, but it's more of an accumulation. But with you, you mm -hmm. have that uh, that one-hitter quitter. I mean, I knew it before, before even training. Like, doing street fights, I always knew I had the knockout power. So, I mean... When I started training, I kind of, it was kind of my downfall because I knew I had it. And so I kind of shied away from like the technique because I knew I, I had the knockout power. So now I'm trying to focus more on technique than more on my knockout power. So it's kind of a gift and a curse. Well, it makes sense, man. I mean, at the same time, you know, you got to, you got to get that experience and that, that's what you've been doing. So do you feel like, uh, you know, now with your new approach, you know, the technique first, uh, the knockouts are going to start to come uh, more regularly? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely going to come, like, a lot in the future because now I'm starting not to look for it. So every time I look for the knockout, it don't really come. So when I don't expect it, that's when it always comes. So I'm, I'm expecting to have more knockouts because I'm not expecting it. If they're making the sense. But, yeah. Man, what do you think uh, it is about that? You know, looking for it and it doesn't come, but when you don't look for it, it does come. Does that is that just back to the technique that you were talking about? Yeah, because usually when you look for it, the technique is, is, is like it's out the door. Because when you see it, you kind of like you cock back extra, and then you swing and slower. And when you look for it, every like the technique ain't really there. So when you just when you work in technique and not even thinking about it. It's just it's more technique, it's more speed, more timing. It's less of like just wanting to knock them out.
not flat-footed as much. Yeah, that makes sense, man. You actually had an announcement. You're uh, so that that was actually your last Muay Thai fight for a while, and now you're making the transition to MMA, which I personally think is a great move. Uh, what led you to make that decision, man? Um, because like I plan on turning pro very, very soon, and I don't want my first pro fight, my my first MMA fight to be pro. So I want to go ahead and get a couple MMA fights out the way before I go pro. Cause I have I have like zero fights in MMA, so I kind of want to get that out of the way before I go pro. And I already have experience in Muay Thai, so that's I mean that's already off my bucket list. So I need some MMA fights before I turn pro. So hopefully, hopefully sometime in a couple of months. Hopefully, I won't I want to fight in April, but if not April, then May, in my MMA debut. So. Dude, it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of funny because when you told me that uh, you're going to make the switch to MMA, I was like, oh, cool. I, I guess uh, I guess I don't got to stand with JB anymore. I can try to take this guy to the ground. And uh, trying to take you down is like trying to move a, a brick house. So I got to know from your perspective, man, <laughs> how, how do you feel uh, transitioning to the ground game? I feel like my transition is going to be good, man, because, um, I mean, my defense, my defense is really good. Like, it's hard for people to take me down. It's hard for people to, like, Submit me. I'm good at defending. I'm good at scrambling. Um, I'm getting. I'm. I'm decent offensively. I need to get. I could. Get, I mean, I could get better everywhere, but defensively, like I'm. I'm pretty good. Man, what so, what do you think about fighting dudes with four ounce gloves? Because I mean, it's not the big gloves that you got in Muay Thai anymore. Now it's basically. I mean, it's essentially <laughs> like fist fighting. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Four inch gloves. I'm gonna hit harder. Uh, my hands are gonna be quicker. Um, just everything, cause I'm I'm used to like 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 I said before, I was fighting on the street, so I'm used to like bare knuckle fighting. So I'm not worried about smaller gloves. To me, I think it's gonna be even more fun with the small gloves. Do more things. How did you make that transition from street fighting into, you know, now you're you're about to turn pro pretty damn soon. And, you know, with a lot of guys, you know, they stay in the streets forever. But you made the decision, like, look, man, I want to make this my career. And uh, you're one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. So how were you able to make that change, that switch? Um, I got into some trouble. I got, <laughs> I don't want to go into details about my trouble, but I was, I was facing quite a bit of time. And so, I mean, I started playing. I started saying, okay, if I do this, then I'll stop doing this. And I mean, it still didn't stop right away, but eventually I got a sign. Well, I think that's a sign that told me to stick to the fighting or go, go into the fighting. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. So, the rest is history. I'm here. Yes, sir. Do you feel like your story yeah. could be, you know, a good example for kids that maybe grew up in, you know, similar situations to yourself and are going through the same kind of things that, hey, man, it doesn't end here. You can do something positive with your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah, my story could help a lot of people that that's going down in my path or like thinking about going down their road. Like it's, it's another way. It's a, it's a better way. So I, I definitely have to get like to some people who really need it. 
Definitely. Now, dude, where does your work ethic come from? Because, I mean, I've never seen JB take a day off. I've never seen you ask for a break. You, you, don't, you don't even fucking drink water. You know what I'm saying, man? Where does that, <laughs> where does that work ethic come from, man? Oh, man. I mean, I just know people, um, I just know people work hard. And I know that if I get in the ring with somebody, I don't want them to work harder than me. So, I mean, I just put that into my head. If I'm not working, I know my opponent is working. And I don't want to be out work in the ring or outside the ring. I, I can't be out work. So, that's where my motivation comes from. Now, you've actually tasted defeat before in the ring. Now, with a lot of guys, you know, they might not come back the same. It might, you know derail yeah. their confidence but with you man i mean you face defeat like a champion and now you're at you know the best part of your career as of now you know it's all it's obviously going to get better but what i'm trying to say here man is yeah. you overcame adversity and uh face defeat like a champion talk to me about that mindset man yeah man like my first my first loss man it was actually against a good friend of mine now um ali like when he first beat like i was man i was depressed I was man, it was crazy. Like I, I didn't, I didn't even leave my house for like maybe like two weeks before I even left the house. Let alone go back to train. But yeah, uh, it was hard. It was hard. Um, it 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 affected me mentally. It affected me mentally, like confidence. Um, it had me second guessing, like my knowledge of fighting and this second guess of fighting period. But, um, it didn't really affect me. Like my fight spirit, as far as like getting in the ring and, and not fighting back. Cause I know with some people, they, when they lose bad, like I, I lost, like when they get in the ring, they get hit. It, it's like, they just like a deer in the hell. It's like, why am I in here? And then they don't really fight back. But me, I mean, I still had it. But my confidence was gone. So now I'm still working on it. Like I said, my last fight, I feel I feel like my mind is getting back to where it needs to be. I'm I'm learning to have fun in the ring again. So it's it's pretty cool now. It's pretty cool. Man, that's awesome, man. I mean, you've come such a long way and I mean obviously Every single fight, you're gaining experience, you're gaining momentum, and the learning lessons are only going to take you to that next level. But don't you feel like those experiences that you went through are, you know, what's going to help you win a belt down the line? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Because, um, like I said, my first loss, it was, it was, um, like I got knocked down a couple times. Even my second loss, same thing, same thing happened. So, like, um, that was the first time that it ever happened. So I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't I didn't know how to deal with like getting hurt or getting wobbled. So now I, I know what it feels like. I know what to do if it happens. So like it's gonna be a time again when I get into a ring with someone that's better than me or at my level. And so I'm gonna have to learn how to deal with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run through them like I do through some people. So I just wouldn't know how to deal with that. What kind of message would you send to younger fighters who, you know, they, they're going through adversity, you know, they've faced defeat before, but they're kind of feeling down on themselves and, you know, you got to tell them, hey, man, it's, it's fine. Get back on the horse. 
get back in there and, uh, you know, live to fight another day. Oh, yeah, man. I just tell them exactly that. And it's, it's always going to be better. It just all depends on how you react to it. It all depends. Like, if I lose today and I, and I give up, then I lost. But if I lose today and I didn't give up, I still, I'm still pushing. I'm still going towards my goal. It's not really a loss. It's just a, it's just like a, it's just a learning process. Like I'm still learning. I'm still getting better. It's not the end. So I mean, just take the loss, learn from it. Even with me, when I when I win, just like Friday, I won. I still I look at the video, and I just I learn. I still learn from it, even though I won. I know I made mistakes. It's stuff that I could have did, stuff I could have done better. I learned from it. I learned from my wins and losses. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, that's the mindset of a world champion. Because, I mean, if you are if you start listening to what everyone else is saying about that knockout, you know, it could get to your head. So the fact that you still feel like, hey, man, I'm not satisfied with that performance despite the result. Like I said, that's, that's the sign of a future world champion, man. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, dude, obviously, you know, we mentioned the knockout. I've also seen you, you know, win by decision. But tell me about that feeling when you knock someone out cold. Um, I can say the feeling for me is just like, well, I, I am more like excited that it happened than, than the decision. I'd rather have a, a knockout or a TKO anytime over decision. But, I mean, the overall feeling is like, okay, I won. I'm I'm happy. Um, it's time to celebrate. I can I can eat whatever I want now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm. I mean, I'm not. I say. I mean, I love the feeling, but I can't really give it like. I can't really put in words how I feel. I, I'm just. I'm like, okay, cool. He on the ground. The fight's over with. I'm happy. On to the next. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. Yeah. So uh, you feeling yeah. you feeling pretty pumped to to make the switch to MMA, man? Because I mean, it's obviously a completely it's a different sport in general. But you know, at the same time, it, it might uh you, you might learn what these people are all about real quick because you hit them one time with those four ounce gloves, and they might be shooting on you right away. You stuff a couple takedowns, and then they're in your world, uh, standing up. You know what I mean? They're, then they're gonna be forced to stand with you. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean. Going going to MMA, man. I am excited. Um, I plan I plan to shock a couple of people, man. I, because um, how they going to expect for me is stand up, and I got a couple of things up my sleeve, but I don't want to give all of it away. But they're gonna be surprised. I want I want um, I want to show out in MMA world too. So it's gonna be good. Oh, what you saying? We we're gonna see uh, JB choking some dudes out too. <laughs> I mean, we, we we might see it, we might don't see it, but just know it's there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, yeah. you, you were talking about earlier how you know sometimes when you chase that knockout, it doesn't come. But here here's what I want to talk to you about, JB, because we've spoken about this many times, and you know. Sometimes in fights, so you'll rock a guy, right? And you'll notice mm -hmm. that, that he wobbled, he did a little chicken dance, and then you want to take him out right away. So how how are you able to, you know, because you've learned your lessons where you were trying hard as hell to, to put a dude out of there and you end up, you know, winning a decision. So how do you make it to where 
you hurt the guy and you're able to, you know, put him away? Like, is it a matter of calmness? Like, what what is it there? Yeah, it's all about staying calm, man. Everything is about staying calm, and um, that's why I'm. That's why I was trying to like practice while I was in the ring Friday. Um, it was a couple of times that um, I got too excited and I started like rushing a little bit more than I should have. But I, I kind of I caught myself, like I calmed myself down. My coach, my coach in the corner, he's telling me to calm down, and I came down. And I stayed calm for a minute. And then, I mean, like I said, it was a couple of times that I got excited. But, I mean, we're working on it. And I think my next fight is going to be even better. Definitely. It's all about, yeah, it's all about the mentality. Staying calm. Being confident in what you know. If you're confident in what you know, you don't have to rush it. It's a good point. And what's it like uh, training yeah. under the legendary captain brown because i mean coach brown this is a guy that trained rick rufus you know back when he was fighting rob Kamen, you know duke rufus as well i mean captain brown's a legend man oh yeah man coach brown man i've met no one like him like the stuff that he knows like he has like infinite amount of knowledge like he, he knows man like i say like the champions that you already named and even more, he he he's done like he's done like um like seminars with Bruce Lee and <laughs> and yeah man he he's done done everything and the stuff that he's taught me it's like it works on everybody that I've tried it on it works um I don't know, I can't I can't even begin to like really explain like the stuff that he knows and just our relationship period. Like he take like he take care of me. He makes sure I'm good. Um, he want me to do my best, and I can't ask for more. So that's my coach, man. Dude, when you were starting out, were there any fighters that you looked up to at all? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much, when I first started out, I mean, everybody who I seen, I pretty much looked up to. Like even now, I still have fighters that I look up to. Um. When I first started, it was like I I got one one homeboy, but he's like Marquez. He's in Florida now, but yeah, I, like I always look up to him. Like when I first started, he used to beat me up every day. Um, Steve Hall, he beat me up every day. I still look up to him. Um, my first coach that I had, Harris Harris Norwood, I still look up to him. He beat me up every chance he get when he comes back from where he's from. Like to even now this day is like like Vic K, Dave Vic K, like um I look up to him, like his his mentality is crazy. Like I had to pick his brain for a minute because, like there's nobody that I've seen that, that, that thinks like he does as a fighter. And I I really like that. Man, Vic K, like we were talking about earlier, he's got the mindset of a world champion because, I mean, he had to overcome so much adversity. He had to face defeat, and he did it like a champion, man. Now he's on an eight-fight streak, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't wait to see his fight in, um, in two weeks, I think. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good one, dude. JB, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media. Anything you want to plug, go ahead, dude. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, JB Dollars. 
Instagram, Black Assassin 15, I think. I think that's what it is. Black Assassin 15. I really... Mm, yep, those two. I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. That's about it. Awesome. Well, JB, thanks for the yeah. time, man, and uh, best of luck in the next step, bro. All right, man. I appreciate you. Anytime, Thanks my man. Having. You have a great day, bro. Uh, you too. There you have it, folks. Albert the Warrior Morales, Desmond Green, and J.B. Hopkins. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Thank you all very much for the support. Sean Carey Tattoo and I will be back later this week for a very special edition of Half the Battle. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.